Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. One, two, three, fuck you! Paula. The key to the pull-out method is you have to pull out. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth, everyone. It is episode, oh, I took my glasses off, I can't see, 186. Ugh! <laughs> Ugh! The sickest girl in the world has returned to grace us with her presence. Paula, welcome Hi. back. Thank you. Last week's episode with producer Dub was fine. He, of course, found a way to talk about boobs. Yes, Which I is heard. always nice. Yes. But he was just basically saying, you know, because, I think it was Vogue magazine said cleavage was out and uh, he was outraged, <laughs> so he wanted to make sure that Daryl's thoughts were heard about this ridiculous new trend of no cleavage. Well, that's because so. the models have no cleavage. Well, and like I told him last week, I said, this has happened before where somebody somewhere in the fashion world has determined that big boobs are no longer cool and they create their clothing accordingly. I said there were times when I was in my 20s where I could not find an on-trend clothing, clo, to cover my body to save my life because I have big boobs. And it was right. frustrating. It's You know, that was the year where I wore a lot of black because there just wasn't <laughs> anything else to wear on the store shelves. So he and he's like, that is just a travesty, you know, so. Well, the thank you, producer. Of, the truth of the matter is, is if you have big boobs, you're going to have cleavage no matter what you wear. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So anyway, so thank you, Producer Dub, but welcome back, Paula. Such a relief. Thank so you. So glad. Thank you. And thank you. I know that you're on painkillers, and uh, I know that you are struggling through a bad tooth. Uh, yes, it will It will improve, but we'll get yes. to that. Okay, so really quick. First of all, it's Veterans Day, and thank you, veterans, from all branches. Thank you for your service. We definitely think we can all agree that... We appreciate everything that you sacrifice and the families too, but the veterans who are on the front lines or even just in any way, and some gave their lives. Thank you so much humbly for your service. So thank you so much. This was the week of the election for 2016, and it was a squeaker. (laughs) It was a shocker. And we're not going to get into it because we we all know that you can find those outlets on your own. Whether you want to or not. (laughs) Whether you want to or not. Now, I was playing a video game when the election was going down on Tuesday, and I knew what the results were going to be. We've spoken about this privately, Paula and I, for uh, a year. I always felt that Trump was going to win. Okay. Now, the the deal is, is that I am PMSing. PMS and social media do not mix, and it doesn't matter. Now, uh, emotions have been high for many of us. Add hormones to that. And it's really high. So Wednesday morning, I'm in bed and I'm going through my news feed. And I am seeing that there has been some justified fear amongst some of uh, some of the people of this country who are worried about their civil rights, understandably so. And watching some of those things, Daryl comes in and I and I haven't done this in a long time. I was ugly crying. Oh, my God. Ugly, ugly crying. Not cute, ugly bad ugly and I also have been fighting a cold so I don't look very good right now and so he comes in to tell me something he and he turned pale he's like what what happened did someone die <laughs> he's like are you all right and I'm like I'm just uh, I'm, I'm just reading he's like you have to put the social media down <laughs> right? please I'm begging you and I he goes you promised that you were not going to do this and I said it was the most emotional cutting I have done in years. It wow. was insane. And so I vowed after that that I would not be doing that anymore. And that I, when PMS hits, really need to just de-plug myself from the computer and the phone and go outside and walk the dog or something else for a week because the PMS is really on point this month. I just felt bad because Daryl was like so pained. He's like... He told me the next day, he goes, I got to tell you, I've never seen you like that before. Wow. 
<laughs> and that is something that is new because we've been together for so long. Right. It was bad. It had it had very little to do with the election and had, had everything to do with, with hormones. <laughs> right. So I was like, holy shit. If I could scare him after 20 years of being together. Wow. I'm almost impressed. So you're okay with crying like that in front of him then? No, I was in bed with the door shut. He came oh, in. Oh, okay, okay. He came into the lair. I usually try go somewhere, like, you know, and hide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, well, like, I thought, I mean, you know, I was in private. I was private, and he came funny, in. funny, though? They, they must have, like, a sensor, like a... I think... Like a something, because, you know, I'll just try and discreetly slip away to another room and, like, sit yeah. on the corner of my bed and, like, you know, just quietly weep. And then, you know, like, not yes. even 30 seconds later, Victor will open the door. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, get out! <laughs> oh, my <know>? God. <laughs> I'm just like, they do. They have like a, do we, like, release a hormone? Like, when hornets die, they release a hormone Something. to let other I'm hornets just like, know? I'm just trying to have a moment. And you know me. I live in a matchbox, so it's yes. hard to find a place. God. Actually, do you know what you know what I do, actually, when I, when I need to ugly cry is, um, and by the way, it felt so good to cry like that. It was so, it felt so good. Therapeutic, perhaps? Yeah, I'm not sure because it really, it really wasn't um, the the content. It wasn't the stress of an election. It was just physical. It felt so good to cry. And, and I was really letting loose. And I never do that in front of Daryl. Like, I'm so controlled, you know? I mean, when I cry, it's this sweet, you know glistening tears it's not it's like movie crying this was uncontrollable like if you were in the room with me crying it was bad and so anyway but normally what I do when I need to cry like that is I take a shower you cry in the shower yes I have I can make myself cry in the shower I think I, it's that like, would be confusing for me because <laughs> like, what, I don't what, know how these, to wash my hair and cry at the same time. Is this hot tears? Well, you know what? I can't do that because if I'm if I'm open mouth crying, I might drown. <laughs> so yeah, like, really? like, I usually have my face facing forward when I'm doing the crying. But it feels really weird to have hot water and tears rolling at the same time. It's a very interesting sensation. But I can also guarantee that Daryl, well, I have to lock the door because Daryl will be like, hey, you want some help? So oh, I've got to lock the door. But if I do, yeah, crying in the shower is very nice because then there's no trace of it. There's no tissues. There's no sound. You know, it's very, you might want to consider it. I'll have <laughs> if to you think about to. that one. Try it. Interesting. Just try it. Interesting. <laughs> anyway. All right. So my crying is done. Now you, uh, a year ago, I had a, had to have a root canal. Oh. And it, I felt like I got punched in the face for about a week. And when I went in, he goes, oh, yeah, you have an abscess and here's your antibiotics and here's your pain pills and I'll see you in a week and then we'll fix it. Awesome. So you finally got into the dentist. Well, right. So last week, part of the reason I wasn't on the show was I had a bum tooth, but it also my in-laws had been here. And so it just so happened literally the day my in-laws got here, like a day or two after that, I started to get a toothache. It started out like just very minor and I'm just like, okay, I'm like, well, just my tooth hurts. But like, like I said, within two days, I couldn't even like bite down on it. I couldn't even barely open my jaw. I was having a hard time talking. Like the pain was so wincing and it was surreal. And so I was eating like oatmeal and (laughs) trying to eat anything soft, yogurt, anything soft I could. And so I called the dentist. I called your dentist because I'm just like, I'm not going to go to any old dentist. I want to go to like a real dentist. Right. And the soonest he could get me in was the following week. And so Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to be in agony for like a week. But I'm like, well, it's just what I have to do. Well, I mean, you you could have looked around, but I I don't blame you. I'm just too nervous because a lot of the dentists Mm -hmm. around here, they're like dental, like... um, centers you know right where you it's just a private go in, practice with it, one person right you go in right. and you know you could they'll assign you like any one of six dentists you I don't know? like that I don't like I that. don't either and they have you know, they have like a name you know I don't know yeah so I kind of made it through and then as the weekend approached it actually started to feel better 
Oh, because the tooth was dying. I Well, that's what I started to think. And so mm. I'm just like, this is really weird. So I finally get to my appointment. And, and I mean, I still had some pain, but it wasn't nearly as bad as it was. Right. So they're just like, okay, well, we'll take an x-ray and then we'll have you see the dentist. So they took cool. an x-ray and she's like, that's weird. And I'm like, of course. Oh, no. And I'm like, what? And she's like, well, the tooth that you say is hurting has had a root canal. <gasps> and so I'm like, okay, she's all, there's no nerves there. And oh. so I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, so am I making this up? Like, what is no, going on? No, you're not. Because I'm just like, there's nothing there to hurt. To hurt. You know? So I'm like, what is the deal? Oh, and shit. so I sit, I'm sitting there in the dental chair, and I'm just feeling like a complete idiot. Because I'm just like, no. I know I was in pain. I don't know what's going on. Okay. And so the dentist comes up, and he's... He's just like, have we met before? I'm like, no. He's all, you're Jamie's sister, right? He's like, gosh. Oh, he's no. all, are you guys twins? And I'm like, oh, no. that's so nice. He's so nice. He's looking at the tooth, and sure enough, it's it's had a root canal. And he says, okay. well, he's although the root canal looks like it was done pretty well. He says, but I do see some shading. So he says, it looks like there could be some infection in okay. the canals. Ouch. And he said, so we'll do that. But he says, you also have nerves all around the tooth, not right. just in the canals. So if the tooth has just gone bad, he oh. said a couple of things. He says, let's clear up the infection first. You know, we'll give you some pain medication to you know, ease the pain. Sure. And then he said, we can either refer you to an endodontist, which is mm -hmm. a doctor who just does root canals. And we okay. can have him try and clear out the canals again and refill oh, them God. to see if it can... That resolves to it. To see if it can repatch the canals to see mm -hmm. if, you know, maybe that would cause some of the problems. Or he says, we're just going to have to pull the tooth. Well, pulling the tooth is cheaper, first of all. Well, that's what I said. Well, which one's cheaper? Because I don't have insurance. And so he says, right. well, it's cheaper just to pull it. It's like 80 bucks <laughs> to pull it. Is it uh, a back tooth? It's a molar. Oh, okay. So you could potentially live without. I mean, no one would think, oh, hello, pump. Hello, country bumpkin. How yeah. Are you? <laughs> yeah. And I could, I mean, and eventually I could end up getting dental insurance and, you well, know. Well, yeah. Then you can have a bridge put in. That or get an implant. So, yeah, whatever um, you want. So I have a follow-up after, you know, I finished my antibiotics and everything like that. Yes, yes. To see if that did any help. <sighs> Goodness. So we'll see. But I I'm hate the like... dentist. I hate going, I hate dental shit. And you know what sucks is that you're go, you're just moving along your life merrily and then suddenly you go, hey, something's not right. It's like a there's a murderer in the house and then suddenly you turn around and you're like, ah! And there it is, a dead tooth. And, and you're it's... like, I don't have time for this. Yeah, I'm like, I, I didn't Or the really money. It was mostly just the money. I'm just like, you know, right. I really am not affording this, you know. And of all the times, I'm just like, it was right when my in-laws were here. Right. It was, Until you, know, you feel like crap. Because I, I'm a cash patient, you know, mm -hmm. every time I go to see him, it's like 120 bucks. Right. And then it's Ryan's birthday this month. Right. And then, like I said, because our in-laws were here, you know, we went to San Francisco. We were going out to dinner every night. You guys did a we lot were, of stuff. And so I'm just like, God, I'm like, we are just like hemorrhaging money this month. So I'm just right. trying to like figure out how we're going you to. You know what? And, and that's just the way life is. I know Daryl and I were talking about it. And he said something and, you know, and I said, you know what? We need to stop just saying, oh, this month. It's like, this is just life, man. Yeah, really. is there, there, it's just the way it is. You know, you got flush, flush months, zero negative months. You know, crisis after crisis, car breaks down, tooth falls out, whatever. You know, it's like it never changes. I know. I guess this is just the way it is. And as being adults, which I really hate being an adult, by the way, I I am so jealous of my children. <laughs> their, their, worst, their worst thing is, I have a final on Friday and I have to see my ex-boyfriend. It's like, oh, God, I wish I had your life. Yeah, seriously. Please. I mean, I just, our childhood was so not ideal. But our children's have glimmers of an idyllic childhood. And it's like, man, I wish I had a, I wish I could do that. I wish I could like do over and, and have their life. We told Ryan the other day that we had to stay after school because he, we had a parent teacher conference with his teacher. And I kind of just like raised my eyebrow at him. He's like, what? He's like, I don't care. <laughs> he wasn't even scared. That's so nice. I, I used to be terrified of conferences. So was I. Yeah. 
whenever there was a conference, I was like, and and especially because, you know, mom, she would give you the look like, what are we going to hear about? Now's your chance before I go in there. Cleanse your sins now. Our parents would turn, you know, a molehill into a mountain. So they're like, well, she she likes to chat. And they'd be like, Jamie Lynn. What do you mean? What does that mean? (laughs) Who are you chatting with? Are you talking to boys? (laughs) Are you talking to a boy? Is it that Tom Cedar? You know, and it's like, oh, for God's sake. Who's Norman? You know. <laughs> right. I'm like, Mom, no one talks to Norman. He has lice. <laughs> I remember so many times. I swear to God, if you come home with lice, I will spank you. <laughs> I will shave your head. You will get a short haircut. No! God. You know, I, now they're funny, of course. But, yeah. like, I remember one time when I came home, I got a green slip. Oh, God. Which is bad behavior on the playground at yeah, recess. Yeah, I remember. And I was in third grade. <laughs> Just a little thing. You know, I think about how young I was when this all went down. And, you know, back in the day, they the teachers were incredibly strict about behavior. It's not like it is now where it's like, you know, whatever. Just don't touch anyone. Didn't you drop a ball after the whistle? I was playing Foursquare, and I ended up with the ball when the bell rang. And so when the bell rings, you, have, you had to freeze, literally freeze in your tracks. And then they would, then the yard duty would blow the whistle, and then everybody would walk in an organized fashion to their classroom door and stand in line. And then there's the line leaders in the front and the ball monitors in the front and blah, blah, blah. The bell rings, I freeze, and I must have been feeling frisky that day, and I bounced the ball one time <laughs> and then walked to class, and Mrs. Green gave me a green slip for bouncing the ball after the bell rang or after the whistle blew. I was like, I was mortified because I was the model student. You know, I, I never did anything wrong. And mom picked me up from school and I was like pale as a ghost. I could barely walk. I felt like I was getting ready to head to the death chamber. And she's like, what happened? Did someone hurt you? And I'm like, no. What did you do? And I said, I got a green slip. And she's like, what for? You know, and I'm like, I passed the ball after the whistle blow. And she's like, Jamie Lynn, if this is the worst thing you ever do in your life, it's going to be all right. <laughs> right. She had to talk you off the ledge. She did. I thought I was dead. She's like, really? I, you have to sign it. It was just the worst. Her and then I hated Mrs. Six. Green after that. I hated her after that. I'm like, what a petty woman. What a petty lady to do that to someone. Those yeah. green slips meant something, damn it. Taking no responsibility for what you had done. Of bouncing the ball. I know. I could have harmed someone with that red rubber ball. (laughs) Hey, Hugs. Just want to let you know as you're preparing your list to buy the gifts for all of your loved ones that Avon has some amazing gifts for the makeup lover in your life. Even yourself, perhaps. Metallics, matte lipsticks, makeup palettes, brushes, everything that's on trend currently for the season, you will find at the Avon website. So if you want to help us out, click on our ugly mall at uglytruth.com. Click the Avon link and peruse all of the amazing deals we have going on for the holiday season. Thanks so much. Okay, I'm going to tell you really quick, because I think most people know about this, but you know, for... For years, we've been bitching, and not me collectively, women, um, everyone in the world has been bitching that maybe men should take some responsibility outside of putting on a condom for birth control. Okay, like in pill form or something. And some kind of form in which, you know, like women take the pill or get the, you know, now there's a million options, which is wonderful. But it's like, there should be a male version as well, you know, just in case, you know, maybe, maybe your, your female partner is unable to really take any of those things. And you're really forced to use, you know, lesser, reliable, reliable sources like a condom or a diaphragm or something. And so forever, there's always been a discussion of having a male birth control pill or a shot. So The United Nations and the Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism uh, Journal uh, decided to test the safety and effectiveness of a contraceptive shot on 320 healthy men who are in monogamous relationships with female partners. It started in September of 2008, and the range was between the ages of 18 and 45. Everybody was healthy, normal sperm, all, all great. I can't believe they were able to find 349 men or however many they needed. 320? <laughs> well, I That's mean, all they got. A- that's probably because that's all they could find. <laughs> Willing to do something to alter with their 
sperm. Right. 20 men dropped out right away <laughs> due to side effects. Side effects? The side effects that they were reporting were injection site pain. <laughs> Ow, it hurts. Muscle pain, increased libido and acne. Increased libido? Why would that be a problem? Well, probably because their girlfriend's just like, I don't want to do it that much. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Leave me alone. Get off me. Particularly, there were mood disorders, depression, (laughs) and mood swings. So by March of 2011, they stopped the study. Whoa. They couldn't get these dudes to cooperate because they were so unhappy with the way their bodies were reacting to the the shot. Well, they the, were being the, the like control. girls, basically. They were having the same side effects that most women have when you are on the pill or some kind of intravenous <laughs> birth control. Right. Like a Depo-Provera or whatever. So ultimately, at the end, they concluded, they said, what this does tell us is that we need to improve the female birth control pill. Duh. <laughs> need to find a way to improve because men are such pussies so quickly that they were like, well, maybe women are really suffering. What a shock. You think? And I was like, the, the thing that made me laugh the hardest was 20 men dropped out right away because like, it hurts. I have zits. I don't feel good. And it's like, oh my God, welcome to PMS, asshole. Oh, and it was like almost 100% effective, by the way, the shot. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was like 100% almost, near like 99.9% effective. I would be a little scared to do that if I was a guy, just because mm-hmm. I would be afraid to alter like Sperm. that process. But I mean, yeah. I guess the same thing can be said about women is, you know, mm-hmm. altering. The pill. You know, you're preventing an egg from being released. I mean, you're still altering that process, so. That's right. It's the same thing. It was literally the same thing, just sperm. It's like a temporary vasectomy, essentially. Just hormonally shutting it off instead of physically. But I found that hysterical. It is funny, funny. but it's true. I mean, I'll be honest. The number one reason why I don't take birth control is because of all the side effects. Yeah. Yeah. Like some women do have hormonal imbalances, so they actually feel better when they're yes. on birth control pills. Right. Which should tell you, it should tell you how strong they are. But I actually, I don't have really hormonal imbalances. I actually Mm-mm. feel pretty fine. Yeah. And so when I take birth control pills, I feel like I'm overdosing on hormones. Yeah, you feel incredibly female. <laughs> and so I, I gain weight. I, oh, yeah. I get, I actually get nauseous. Like I'll start throwing up. Right. And, um, you know, just, I, um, yeah, just after everything I my... is, it, I just feel like I'm on an overdose. After I had Tyler, Dr. Marshall put me on the birth, the mini pill, as they were called mm-hmm. back then. And I was like, yeah, all in. Because I actually begged him to tube, tie my tubes. Right. <laughs> I really didn't want more children. He's like, Jamie, you're 22. You're you're not really a candidate for tube tying. I'm like, I'm begging you. I don't want kids. I am Mexican. I will have eight of them if you don't do this. <laughs> Nothing works. I hate it. It's true, though. It's so true. And he's like, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, God damn it. He's but we'll put you on the mini pill. I'm like, I don't want to be on the pill. And he's like, it's the mini pill. It's just enough to keep you from pregnancy. And I said, all right. I took it for one month. I gained 18 pounds. Yeah. And I had, uh, I felt like I was pregnant. And mm-hmm. I said, no and no. And I got rid of it immediately. I would never, and someone was trying to tell me back then, they're like, no, though that all goes away. And I'm like, my ass is so big. No, it's not happening. I don't care if it goes away. I don't believe you. And I just, I was done. I took the mini pill and all I Mm -hmm. did was bleed through the whole month. Because (laughs) they say you have to take it like the same time every day on the the hour. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. come on. I'm like, I don't do anything like that, you know? And so I'm just like, I'm not that regimented. I'm like, have you ever met us? They're just like, take it first thing in the morning. I'm like, it makes me want to throw up if I take it first thing in the morning. Yeah, you have to take it at night. But it's like, yes, because I go to bed at night the same time because I'm nine. I go to bed at eight o'clock on the dot every night. And I'm just like, and when I'm on the birth control pill, I feel nauseous all the time. I'm like, I don't even want to have sex. So I'm just like, why am (laughs) I doing this? Yeah, this is ridiculous. 
I remember when I gave it up and I went back for my annual the next year. He goes, so how's the pill working? And I'm like, oh, I don't take it anymore. He goes, oh, are you planning a pregnancy? <laughs> I know, right? They, and I'm like. <laughs> they always say that to you, don't they? Yes. I remember my doctor told that. He's like, well, what are you using? I'm like, well, we do the pull-out method. He's like, oh, so you're okay with getting pregnant then? <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm so not. I, you know what? God, you know, we did the pull-out method too. What were we thinking? It's so stupid. Hey, it doesn't work. We have been doing that for years, Jamie. Years. Yeah. You know what? The pull-out method, I will say that, that it does, it, it can work. It's it just incredibly... The key what? to the pull-out method is you have to pull out. Out. That is the key. <laughs> if you don't yeah. do that, then it doesn't work. <laughs> so. I, you know what? Honestly, um, you know, Daryl and I used the pull-out method for in the very beginning because I just refused to get on birth control, and he hates condoms. I'm like, okay, well, I guess well, we're going to play Russian roulette with this. Right. Awesome. Never got pregnant either but I remember going you know this has to be incredibly unsatisfying for you because it is for me it wasn't the it's not ideal well sure I mean it's not it's nobody's favorite but no and so you know and that's when you start you know doing the you don't pull out when you're on your period and even though everyone says oh you're going to totally get pregnant that never happened for me but it's just it's not ideal because it's it, there's just so much you have to remember and that the literally the height of passion yeah it, it kind of like sucks. is it what time of the week is it is it okay when when are you off ah! uh, yeah <laughs> it's 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 like always top of mind yeah it's just it's not my fave but we did do it though i mean and you're right it i mean i would never guarantee it to anyone but it did work i mean for it's a while. always worked for us and we just don't risk anything so yes you know, exactly if it's unsatisfying well then that's just how it has to be <laughs> so <laughs> i have to tell you i was so glad when i didn't have to worry about that anymore you know it's that's the that's one great thing about you know being done with having children that's the one bonus yeah sure you don't have to worry about you know you do, sex is for fun now and there's no panic over it yeah, really. So that's always that, great. That'd but be pretty, uh... maybe they'll revisit the male birth control shot when they can find a way to make it completely painless and, you know, there's no side effects and nobody's crying and getting weepy or getting boobs or anything like that, you know. I can, I'm can. i pretty confident. Maybe we'll you know, I know Victor and I know he would never consider anything like that ever in his Why? life. Because Why? It's he doesn't just, like shots? No, it's just he would never want anything altering anything down there. God, he what? just wouldn't. And they it. don't give you the shot in your penis. It doesn't matter. He just wouldn't want anything messing with the chemistries down there. So You know what? When I hear that, it sounds like a caveman's talking. It's, because it's like, yeah, but you can do whatever you need to you do so that we don't have a child. There's a lot of cavemen out there. I'm just yes, saying. Yes, there is. Absolutely. So that's why I don't think the male birth control would really take off. Anyway, okay. Enough about the penis. Speaking of playing games. Yes. (laughs) Um, Daryl and I uh, went to the Denver versus Oakland Raider game in Oakland last weekend. Cool. How'd you guys get tickets? We bought them. Oh, okay. (laughs) We bought them. These weren't like the company tickets or... There's no company tickets. This is, Daryl and I are hardcore Raider fans. And so, you know, there's all this talk about the Oakland Raiders being relocated to Las Vegas. I don't think it's going to happen. There's a lot of people in Oakland who don't want it to happen. They are hardcore, diehard, lifelong fans like we are. And there were signs and things everywhere saying, if they go to Vegas, we won't come. And, you know, don't leave. And there's just a, there's a vibe in Oakland that you will never be able to replicate if they moved. It's just not possible. It's it's an amazing group of people. Sure. 50,000 50, people. It's just a really great feeling to be there. So we got these tickets. And I don't know if you're aware, but the Raiders have what's called, there's a section at one end zone called the Black Hole. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Okay. It's been around since the beginning of time. It's where all of the lifelong season ticket fans sit and you have to wear black that's where you see all those pictures of those guys wearing big big costumes and skulls and chains and they're silver and that's where they all sit Oh, like the vikings and their faces painted and stuff like that yes the the real animated diehard fans right where they they spend the whole day getting ready to sit and watch this game anyway that's where they sit a lot of them do and so it has always been on my bucket list to sit in the black hole because it's a once in a lifetime thing. I mean, you just don't 
you just don't get to see fans like that up close when you're sitting in a suite or, you know, we went to a Raider game last year and sat in the suite and it was okay. I mean, it was, everybody was very generous and it was really fun, but I want to be, you know, down in the trenches with the real fans, you know, that's because that's why I am. So Daryl bought these tickets. We were eight rows from the field. We were right behind the goalpost. Yeah. In the black hole. And so we went and I have to tell you, Paula, that place is so full of love. It is insane how happy everyone is to see everyone. That's cool. There were people, and they were loud as hell, and they were vile and saying things like uh, a Denver player got injured, (laughs) and the people behind us in the black hole were going, get that piece of shit trash off our field! (laughs) You pussy! Get up! You know, and then another Raider would, like, be injured, then he'd get up and walk off. They're like, see, that's a man! He just rubbed some dirt on it. Get out of here. You know, I mean, it was like that all the time. And whenever we had a first down, yeah. which there, was a, there were many, and all of a sudden, somebody at the very front row, I couldn't even see who he was. You see his little fingers go, one, two, three. And everybody goes, fuck you. Really loud. And I'm like, why are we yelling, fuck you? And he goes, because we have a first down. I'm like, okay. So instead of saying first down, we yell, fuck you. And I said, I get it. All right. I'm learning. I'm learning. And so that happened. There was a lot of weed. A lot of people people were buying each other beer everywhere. There was a dude down front who they've obviously known each other for years. He was an older gentleman. And the guy next to me goes, hey. He goes, Dave, Dave. He goes, what? He goes, are you sober? He goes, yeah, I'm sober tonight. He goes, he goes, why? He goes, I got to drive myself home tonight. He's like, I went to a Raider game sober once. Worst night of my life. (laughs) I was like, jeez. But that's what it was like. And then everybody's always high-fiving you. There were hugs. It was like insane. We never sat down. We stood up the entire time. It was crazy. And so I'm like, I don't want them to ever leave Oakland ever, ever. I I know that would be horrible for these people. Then there's the bonus. I had to do public transportation to get there. Oh, well, that's different. Well, you know what? I, first of all, I had been telling Daryl for like a week because he was really getting anxious about the whole thing. And I said, why don't we just take BART? Like, what's the big deal? He goes, Jamie, I don't think you're understanding where we're going to have to go. And I said, what? He goes, it is literally the worst. And when I say worst... It's just there's a lot of questionable folks that hang out at the BART stations in the evening. He said, it's not going to be so bad getting in. It's leaving that's a concern because it's downtown Oakland and it's going to be like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, but I mean, you guys aren't going to be the only like Oakland Raider people leaving. So you should be fine. That's what I said. I go, I don't know what you're so worried about. I go, first of all, I'm not a delicate flower as much as you think I am. I can actually handle myself in public. And I'll stare down any fool that thinks they're going to mess with me. I have no problem with anything. And he's like, all right, fine. So we parked at the BART station in El Cerrito, Mm -hmm. and which is fine. It was really nice. I mean, there was a smell of urine. But it, you know, it passed when we to went upstairs. Expected. Yes, and it was clean, and you know, it was no big deal. And so we're standing there waiting, and there is a, and there are already Raider fans everywhere, you know, waiting to get on the train or the bar, the yeah. bar train. And so there's this couple. They're probably in their fifties, late fifties, and they've clearly been married for like just ever. And she sees me. Now, I did dress the part. I was wearing all black. I was wearing, I got a new Raiders pullover uh, running jacket. It's really cute. And I was wearing my Raiders hat. And I had my chola hoops on. I had my heavy eye makeup and, you know, lips going. I looked like I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, she turned to me and she goes, honey, you've never been on this train before, have you? <laughs> and I went, what? And she goes, they're going to push you. I looked at her because she was an older black woman. And I said, Oh, honey, no one's pushing me. Don't even think that what you're seeing is timid. No one's pushing me. And Daryl's just standing there going, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'm like, what? She's trying to help me. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to be fragile and break. That's not happening. And so I'm standing there and I'm looking around. Now I've got an attitude. And I'm looking around going, is anyone going to fucking push me? I don't think so. (laughs) Right. I'm surprised you didn't make an announcement. Excuse me. If anyone thinks they're going to push me, there'll be no pushing. (laughs) So I get on the I get on the train and she's like, did you see? Did you see they tried to push you? I'm like, no one pushed me. 
And she started laughing. So we sit down and everybody's excited. And then more people are getting on and we're going through and everything's cool. And it's all Raider fans. So we get off the BART and we're at Oakland Coliseum. It is so amazingly cool. It was just hundreds and hundreds and thousands of, of Raider fans everywhere. And everybody's already screaming, Raiders! I mean, it's like <laughs> everywhere. And everybody echoes it. And it. And the thing is, is this was a big game because if the Raiders won, they secure first place in the division. And Denver had the same record as we did. Oh, okay. And you know, Everyone doesn't, there's a lot of people who don't think the Raiders are legit this year. Like it's a fluke, you know, they're just getting lucky because the winds are ugly and, you know, Denver's going to come in and kick our ass. And I was a little nervous too, but, you know, I was there and I was ready, you know. So we go, the game, they, they won. It was amazing. And then we have to go back onto BART. <laughs> First of all, it took almost an hour to get to the BART station because everybody leaves at the same time. And I remember standing there. And I was looking up, and I, and I was in a crowd of thousands just waiting to get on to the BART train. And I'm like, you know, this is when I realized that I'm not cut out for this. Like, where's my limo? Where's the helicopter? Because <laughs> this is bullshit. I hate it a lot. And Daryl always gets nervous when I when I appear like I may. And I, it's so funny. It's not like I lose my shit. It's not like I go, this is it. I've had enough. Someone get me out of here. You know, I don't do that, but I'm just like, uh. Yeah, if you're like me, I'm like, I'm tired. I said that to him. I go, you know what? I'm kind of done doing this. He goes, <laughs> and we're standing in the middle of a crowd, nowhere to go. We're not moving. And he turns to me and goes, what do you mean? I go, I'm just, you know what? I'm can't just we, done with can't this. Can't we call an Uber? <laughs> Is there, I did ask if we could Uber. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, what? Us and 40,000 others? He goes, it's not going to matter where we go. We're stuck here. And I'm like, fine. Like, can't we just Uber to the station that we're trying to go to? That's what I said. (laughs) How funny. That is so funny. I said, is there any way we can get a car and just get out of here? And he's like, there's nowhere to go. We just have to wait. I'm like, fine. fine. Now, there is a side story to all of this adventure. I don't know how many people you are friends with online that you have met in person. Because we have gone to some of the, uh, our favorite podcast shows, we've been very lucky in meeting many of those people. Yeah. But I have a couple of friends that I've been playing World of Warcraft with that I've never met oh, that okay. I consider really good friends. And one of them is Ryan, and he lives in Illinois. He is also, which is why we became more than just you know online friends we actually became real friends outside of the game because he's a hardcore raider fan from illinois yeah he lives in illinois oh bizarre he and his dad go to any raider game they've they've gone to raider games in the midwest they've gone to indianapolis mainly when they play the colts oh okay so they'll go and see them and it's never been pretty for them he goes oh yes i've had to do the walk of shame with my jersey off in indianapolis (laughs) many times because they would get their ass kicked and people are not as friendly in indianapolis to raider fans his goal was always to take his dad to oakland coliseum before they ever moved or anything changed and it's you know because it's possible that they could be time's running short So he actually bought tickets to the same game that we were going to for the black hole. And uh, he was bringing his dad. And he's like, I'm coming out. Now, this person that I'm friends with, we've been friends for almost 10 years. Wow. And we've spoken on the phone. We've traded, you know, many jokes. We're friends on Facebook, whatever. We send, (laughs) I send him Christmas treats. He sends me (laughs) Raiders presents. I mean, it's, we're really good friends. And I consider him, he's like a brother. He's really, and he's single and I want to fix him up so badly with someone, but I don't know any single people. That's what sucks. Anyway, so we were going to find a way to meet up at the Raider game. Now, just to let everyone know, producer Dub is completely aware, totally fine (laughs) with it. Really excited (laughs) for me to meet him this was not an options thing this, this was, was not a- an options the muppet thing it's never been it's never been and so i was so excited i i thought i was going to be a little more nervous but you know as a girl i was nervous because i'm like what if he thinks i'm a fat cow like i'm just like god you're nothing like i thought you'd be gross you know something like that because i know what he looks like but anyway you know with filters and 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 stuff you never know if they're gonna go wow you literally look nothing like i thought it's just like (laughs) put low x fi or low hi-fi or whatever the can you put something over so you look like you do on on sienna sienna or no i 
I look the way I look. I you can't really mask that. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So sure. anyway, actually, it's usually better in person than it is. It really picture. usually. You know what? It honestly, it usually is. And so we get there. We get to our seat, and I'm like, "Well, he's two rows above us, but I don't, I don't see him anywhere." And I turn around, and Daryl goes, "Isn't that him right there, staring at you?" I turn around. I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, hi. And I turn and we're looking. I'm looking both ways. And I'm kind of because we're right in the center of the row. So if I if I run out, I'm going to run. I'm going to bowl down, you know, five people either way. So he just literally leaps over two rows and jumps down and hugs me. Aww. It was like so exciting. And he was so sweet. And he was exactly what I expected. We caught up, we talked, we bought each other beers, we cheered. I met his dad, Daryl met him. Everything was awesome. You know, we had so much fun. We were all celebrating. It was the best meet and greet I've ever had with someone that I'd never met before. How fun. It was fun. And I'm like, well, I, I texted him later when he got back because they, they had a long flight back. And I said, it was so fun. He goes, I had such a blast. I'm like, me too. He talked about coming back and do, doing this every year. And I'm like, hell yeah, you should. Now, what I did tell, what I told him, I said, well, you look exactly the way I thought you did. I started fishing because I wanted to know, do you think, you know, any feedback whatsoever, like anything? Oh, God, Jamie. <laughs> he gave me nothing. He gave me nothing. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to assume it's because he met my husband and he sees that we are in love. We were very happy together that evening. So then options did make an appearance. No, options did not make an appearance whatsoever. But I just said, I'm just so glad you look exactly like I expected. It was so wonderful to meet you. I'm so glad we did that. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing. <laughs> Not even a, you were so cute too, or anything. Nothing. I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, well, maybe I'm just an old lady. And I just, you know, I was assuming something more. But you know what? No. Maybe I don't he's think it, just a gentleman. and Maybe he's wanna, respectful. Yeah, didn't want to <laughs> say anything inappropriate. Right. So with that being said, I'm, I'm so grateful to have finally met my friend Ryan. And I really hope to meet more of my online friends. It's really cool to meet other people. And I will say that the one thing I've resolved after this year of hell is that, and I mean this, no, social media isn't real. It isn't real. What we see isn't the real world. It's like, get your ass out there and talk to people. You know, stop thinking everything online is the truth, you know? It's like, get out there and speak to people, you know? More, I should say, more. Just, I've really resolved that. after, Especially after meeting him, I'm like, this is better. This is so much better, you know? I just, I'm so, like, resolved to meeting more people that I claim to have as friends on my Facebook. It's like, I really want to meet them all. We have friends everywhere. I. It's not that hard to say, hey, you're coming through, let's meet up. What is there to lose? Okay, Donald Trump, what do you have to lose? Oh. <laughs> Daryl, delete that. Delete that. Daryl, delete that. Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> so, Ryan, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Have you given any thought to what you might want for Christmas this year? Yeah, I was actually looking on Amazon and they have a lot of cool bikes. Bikes, huh? That's pretty good. I actually like that idea because if I wanted to get you a bike, let's say, I'd have to go to the store, buy it, put it in the car, unload it from the car, bring it all the way to the house, and those things aren't small. And so I prefer to just order it from Amazon and use my Amazon Prime and have it delivered straight to my door in two days and then just deal with it that way. So uh, good choice, good choice. Well, thanks, son, for helping me out today. And uh, I got a good idea of uh, some good presents for you for Christmas. We'll keep looking and seeing what else we can get you for Christmas. Okay. All right. Thanks, son. Now, let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Okay, so my ugly and awkward moment was this last Monday. Every morning is the same routine. I set my alarm. I, I'm the first one that wakes up in the house. Mm -hmm. And I wake up all the kids. 
at that point and, you know, get them up for school. And then, you know, they start their morning routines, they eat breakfast, they get dressed, they do all their blah, blah, blah kind of stuff. And so usually I wake up, I would say between like 10 minutes to seven or seven o'clock. And then we usually leave the house by like 740. So they get between like 50 to 40 minutes in the morning to get ready. Well, when I woke them up on Monday, they were kind of dragging their feet. And I'm just like, come on, guys. I'm like, you know, let's get going. It's getting late, you know, because I could just tell by how long it was taking to do everything. It was getting kind of right. late. You're like, come and on, guys. So I'm just like, come on, let's hustle. You know, it's getting late. And so I figured by the, you know, how everyone, how slow everyone was going, it was probably already at least like 7.15, 7.20. Right. And, you know, they still hadn't done like, you know, some of the things they needed to do to get going. So I went in the living room to put my shoes on and <laughs> and I was going to check the clock. And I'm just like, what the heck's going on? You know, like this, they're really dragging their feet this morning. So I looked at the clock and it said 620. And I'm just like, what? That's ridiculous. I'm like, why does that clock say 620? Oh, dear. So I looked at the other clock in the kitchen and it also said 620. And I'm just like. Oh my God. I'm like, I think I forgot to set my alarm clock back. And so I said to them, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm like, I woke you up at 550. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I, I forgot to set my alarm clock back. I'm like, you have like a whole hour before you have to like. Were they like physically hostile with you? They weren't <laughs> mad. They were just so tired that they were just kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, well. like, whatever. Mom. And so then they're like, well, can we like watch TV for a little bit? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you could watch TV. You can pretty much do whatever you want because you have an hour. <laughs> but I just felt like such a ding dong because I'm just like, I, I had set all the clocks and I was the one who set all the clocks in the house. You're like, that's it. I'm going to take responsibility for yeah. Yeah, because I'm just like, you know, we want to make sure everything's set. There's no confusion. You know, everything's fine. But for whatever reason, I had completely forgot to set my alarm (laughs) clock back. So that's really, really I woke everybody up at, you know, the crack of dawn. And no wonder they were going so slow because they was it was early, very early. Yeah. Well, I mean, their little bodies should have still felt like it was almost seven. But yeah. Yeah, they were still tired, but it was they were still tired. Well, you know, you know how that is when, you you know, you still go to bed. But I mean, it just still feels I think they even when they went to bed the night before, they still stayed up a little bit later in their beds because they were just like not tired. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah, it's it's you know what? I actually love the time change because I love being able because I'm not a morning person. So when I wake up going, oh, my God, what time is it? I look down. I'm like, oh, it's only six o'clock. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. You know, so yes, I, but that's, that is very funny and very typical. (laughs) Very typical. I just, the one little clock, the the most important clock actually, but. Yes, that's too funny. Oh, well. So mine happened, of course, at the Raider game. Oh. Because I'm surrounded by others. And there were a lot of really funny things that happened, but like, you know, we're on our way back to our, our car. We're after the game, we're. We said goodbye to Ryan and his dad. They they left the BART, and then we're just sitting there. And it empties out really fast because most people are downtown. And so we're sitting there, and there are a lot of people who are probably homeless who end up on the BART. And Daryl told me, he's like, you can't make eye contact with anyone. You just, you can't do it. And I'm like, how can you pretend that they don't exist? He goes, because if you, they're, they won't leave you alone. They just won't leave you alone. And I said, well, I I don't believe you. And so sitting there, Daryl's doing what he probably always does when he's commuting. He's looking at his phone, eyes down on his own paper. And I'm looking around. And, you know, occasionally you see someone staring at you and you're like, oh, whatever. You don't think anything of it. And then this person (laughs) comes through the door and he looks right at me. And because I have no idea that it's a, a bad thing, I look right at him and it's like, don't look, don't look in his eyes. Don't look into the light. And I look up at him and he goes, excuse me, ma'am. And he's trying to like not cry. He's like, excuse me, ma'am. I'm so hungry. Can you buy me a hamburger? And I look at him I'm like, um, well, I, I, I don't have any money. And Daryl's like, stop talking and don't look at him. And I'm like, how do I stop looking? He's like, just don't so I'm like all right so I avert my eyes and he walked away he goes 
how many times do I have to tell you? Do not look at them. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I go, he smells of urine and he's hungry and he's crying. I don't know how you don't do that. And he's like, he does it to everyone. And I look and he ensures shit. He did it to literally everyone on the train. And no one gave him anything. And no one looked at him or talked to him. And I'm like, well, someone's going to do it. Because people like fools like me are going to be the ones that go, here, here's everything I own. You know? It was horrible. Well, where are you going to get a hamburger in the first place? And nowhere. I'm getting it nowhere. But, you know, oh. it was then It was then that I was like, well, then you get concerned. You're like, well, where, when's the next one coming? Like, what do we, how do we handle this? I don't, I don't really know what to do. And if I, I didn't have any money and I... I didn't know any of that. And he he goes, this is why I wasn't sure that you should be on BART. <laughs> well, I like, guess well, you just might I, be taking it next time. Well, we will. But but I learned. This is how we learn. This is how we learn. We have experiences. We figure out who we can and cannot look at, apparently. So anyway, I didn't know. But it, you know what? It, it wasn't surprising to me that I, you know, immediately did everything he told me not to do. The, the moment that I was given the situation. Yeah, go figure, huh? I know, I'd be the worst. I'm the worst. Oh, well. Yeah, so don't give a hamburger to uh, the urine-smelling person I on guess Bart. not. Lesson learned. I think you win this week. Oh, thanks. I didn't trip out of the, the thing. I didn't get in any fights, you know. Remarkably. I just, you know, broke all the Bart rules. And I was lectured by Daryl, which rarely happens, by the way. <laughs> yeah, really. Huh? And I was humbled. <laughs> I felt like a child. I was like, look, it, but it's, he says, it is for your personal safety. And I'm like, okay. He's a seasoned bar writer. He is very seasoned. He is a veteran when it comes to the, to, to transportation. We get home and I'm like, it was like midnight or 1230. And I said, God, I feel so barty. I want to like strip off all my yeah, clothes really. and like I would cleanse myself. Shower. I did. I was like, I, I don't even feel like I can touch anything until I cleanse myself. It was really dirty. So anyway. Okay, real quick. UFC this weekend. Are you going to try to come to my house? You know, I was going to. And then Victor has to go out of town all next week. And so uh, he actually just last minute got this weekend off. Okay. So we're going to just hang with him this weekend before he goes out of town. And not only that... I have been watching the <laughs> press and all that stuff leading up to this fight. To be perfectly honest, Jamie, I don't think I can watch him fight. Oh, McGregor? Yes, I can't. We're we're watching it because of the Cerrone and Misha Tate, but I totally get it. We're paying for it regardless. It doesn't matter if we're we're over I like I'm so bored with the over overreacting that's going on that the UFC is promoting. Like this it's like WWE now and I could give two fucks. But I love Donald Cerrone and I love Misha Tate and they're fighting and so that's what we're getting it for. Right. So, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'd love to see Cerrone have some success in this new weight class. So excited for him. He looks so good. Is he fighting 170? Yes. Oh, that's and good. So I'm really excited to see him, and I'm really hoping he succeeds. And so with that being said, you know, the McGregor thing is, you know, it's – I think in all, in all honesty, I think a lot of things are going to change in the media. I, I really do. I think that things like this overhype this ridiculousness. It's going to fall out of favor. I think you're one of the first people that is disenchanted with that. I think that's going to continue because people are just like, are, we're so over this. We're so over it. Can we just get back to the sport, please? That would be nice. Well, I mean, that's what I see on a lot of forums lately where they're just yeah. saying like, this is this is so ridiculous. Like, you know, him it's showing up late to press conferences all the yeah. time and, you know, him just the the antics and then, you know, trying to throw chairs and it's boring to me it's overplayed and it's, it's boring and yeah it's, i mean to, if he truly is making the announcement he's making after this fight that he's taking a break good riddance i yeah, mean it's, I, i'm it's with gonna you be grateful I, i'll be grateful because right. that means that everyone else is gonna get back to fighting like normal i'm with you on that completely i'm i like the swagger but what i don't like is this what appears to be manufactured drama i'm so done i'm so done with it it's like it the the mma is it should be a respected sport these men are and women are talented athletes and that's what it should be it shouldn't be all this other crap and so i agree and um you know i hope i hope the fight goes well but i i really think that that whole overhyped drama is going to 
is going to fall out of favor with a lot of the real fans of the sport, personally. But we'll see. Also, in January of next year, I think it's the end of January, the 28th, there's this thing called the iHeartRadio 80s party. Yeah. And the lineup is... It's not horrible, but it's incredibly cheesy night 80s. Oh, I I read about it and I thought I was I pretty excited actually because it is kind of like, you know, it's like all the hits of it's the so 80s. cliche. Yes, Night Ranger, which you and I have seen. Right. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> Don't them. Don't tell me you love me. I've seen them so many times. I can't. Maybe I've only seen them like two or three times. I don't know. It but. one 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 feels like enough until you've seen them <laughs> twice, and then you really know it's been enough. <laughs> Sister Christian, all the time has come. That's their Eddie best Money. Song. I've seen Eddie Money in concert. I don't remember how, but oh, I think I met him actually. I think I met him at the radio station once. Colin Hay of Men at Work, which I could just give two shits about. I mean, I'm sure he's talented. Why just but I... him, though? That's the part Because the band think. broke up. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think he owns all the rights to the music. I think he wrote them. Oh, okay. So I think that's why he's able to do this. UB40. Oh, God. I could do without them. I don't, you know, whatever. But the headliner is Rick Astley. <laughs> okay. What? He's got one good song, right? Never I mean, that's it. So what? Well, maybe he... What else may, are we yeah. going to have to listen to? <laughs> This is this is a song from my new album. I'm trying something new. <laughs> you know, God, I hope you got it's that, always that. I hope you got those teeth fixed. My experimental phase. <laughs> Here we go, everyone. And it's a nine minute segue of electronica God, or something. Something. But the headliner is New Kids on the Block. OK, and that's worth it. Anyway, the reason I'm telling you this, even though you knew about it already, is that uh, Daryl thinks that we can get VIP status if you would like to go and potentially meet (laughs) N-K-O-T-B. Well, yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. You are the... Okay, you can laugh and act like this ain't no thing, but you, miss, had your walls papered with new kids on the block. I did. I did. I'm not even going to lie. It would ruin my whole world. Wait, who is your favorite? Jordan. Jordan Knight will be there. Wait, is it not Jordan Knight? Yeah, no, it's Jordan yeah, Knight. Yeah, it's Jordan Knight. You know what? I really liked him. He did a remake of one of Prince's songs once. I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man. He did it as a ballad. A ballad? Yeah. <laughs> not a ballad. A ballad. It was so good. Really? So, oh, yeah. It's it's. It was way after New Kids on the Block. I'll find it for you. Uh, yeah, so New Kids on the Block. I'm I'm all in on that. By the way, <laughs> I'll maybe totally go. Maybe I should wait to get my tooth pulled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think it'll be fun to see, and I want to see Donnie Wahlberg. I used to like him. I used to think he was a cutie pie, but now he kind of looks like a someone's grandpa. I don't no, know. He's good. He's really good in that uh, show Blue Bloods. Plus, he's j- married to Jenny McCarthy. Oh, God. Well, I'll try not to hold that against him. <laughs> yeah, them, right. Jesus Christ. She's a little bit of a nut But job. you know what? I, I do remember Jordan Knight being your favorite. And I just, I always remember thinking that the young one, I can't remember his name right now. Joey. Joey. Oh, see, you or know. Or Joe. I don't know. I oh, don't know what he jo- goes by now. Is it now. Joseph now? <laughs> I don't know what he goes by now, to be honest. No, my name is Joseph now. I don't, Joey was my new kids on the block name. Joey and, was I when know. I was 14. When I had, when I was only alto because I didn't have any, my voice hadn't changed <laughs> I didn't, my balls hadn't dropped. <laughs> Do I recall you even crying listening to them? I'm almost sure. It's you possible. You so obsessed. It's entirely Isn't possible. I think funny? I was in fifth grade. <laughs> God, that was your band, man. I was telling Daryl, I go, you know, I actually had, my, my passions were Billy Idol Rick Springfield, Sean Cassidy, when I was really little, wow. I was really, I was like third, second or third grade when I liked Sean Cassidy, but, but, and it was be way past his prime. Like I had discovered him or something. Oh, okay. But, well, that's the same thing with Paul McCartney. Yes. Rick Springfield was who I really liked until I saw him in concert in, in Tahoe once. Oh, and, and he, he was, was such a hot mess. I was so... Fallen out just, drunk and can only do like three songs. He did three songs and he kept like... Oh, God, it was just people were streaming out of the show demanding their money back. It was terrible. That's terrible. It was terrible. But anyway, so maybe we'll go see New Kids on the Block, just like yeah, the old days. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I I know he can get his tickets for sure. We can go. He, he already said that he absolutely wants you to go if you want to go. Yeah. So we'll call it a potential date. 
hopefully all the moons will align and I'll try and pretend like I don't have three children. Yeah, no, you, no, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, well, I think that is a wrap for this week. So thanks everybody for joining us. Again, thanks for uh, producer Dub for filling in for me last week when I had my bum tooth. We'll keep everybody <laughs> updated on uh, the status of the the tooth. Because we know you're dying to know. I wonder if I get to put it under my pillow. <laughs> I'd like to see what you get. <laughs> Probably an apology letter or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I'm really sorry it didn't work out. Sorry. You might want to throw <laughs> this thing away. It's like, we really don't want this. You can go ahead and keep it. <laughs> You Maybe you can recycle it for money. Jeez, I don't know. God. Oh, God. I don't know. Don't donate the, it. Just just throw it away. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't keep this. I wouldn't keep this lying around too, too much longer. Like, yeah, no. It's like it's going to start to smell. So anyways, keep listening to our show. Keep buying things on our website, uglytruth.com. We have our Amazon links and our Avon links. So we always appreciate when you do that. And until next time, uh start shopping for your turkeys and all your stuffing and good holiday purchases it's going to be uh thanksgiving and black friday before you know it so that's going to be exciting hopefully the nation calms down before then because that could be pretty disastrous oh god but online sales will be up dramatically (laughs) yeah really consider using amazon and uh use our ugly truth link if you're going to do that So other than that, have a fabulous week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw-ups and edits from this episode and what we call Ugly Cuts. And then we'll have a brand-new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.